Skalmöj! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Skalmöj! Skilder Kravnir! Skegel! Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Skull, the Viking Age podcast. It's Luke here, and I've got a regular uh, rating party member and a guest rating party member. So we'll go with the regular first. Oh, hello, I've got Melina right here with me. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. And introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Blair, and I am uh, Luke's brother. Yeah, Viking stuff. Um <laughs> So, sorry it's been a while since we recorded, you know, life. Um, We promised, like, Christmas episodes um, in December, and that was the last one. We did have plans. It all all fell through. But we've got an episode. We got a couple episodes that we're recording right now, so we'll get those up for you. And then once we get a good, nice couple backlogs, we'll be uh, going back to our regular uh, twice a month. But as of right now, we're just going to do one a month and... Get you guys all caught back up. So, again, thank you for hanging out and not going anywhere. We love you. We appreciate all the love. We see all the messages, oh and the it's, it's so awesome. Um, so, today, uh, we are actually going to talk about Harold Hardrada, the, the, last, the last Viking. Okay. What makes him the last Viking, or is that what we're going to go into? We're going to go into it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. Well, like, are we for sure he's the last Viking? I mean, or did he just other than you, obviously. Well, I'm just saying, like, how did, how did he get the title of the last Viking? Like, why does he get that? Well, maybe title? he's not really the last Viking. Maybe it's like the last samurai when everyone thinks it's Tom Cruise, but it's not Tom Cruise. Wait, wait, wait. It's not Tom Cruise? No. Have you not seen The Last Samurai? I have seen The Last Samurai. Yeah, no, it's Ken Watanabe's character is is The Last Samurai. He's just telling this story. But anyway, (laughs) all right. So the year is 1066. It's synonymous with the Norman Conquest and the violent end of the Anglo-Saxon rule in England. But what's been largely forgotten is that just weeks before the Battle of Hastings, there was another entirely separate attack on England. Uh, the would-be invaders were Viking warriors led, uh, headed up by Norway's king, Harald Hardrada, uh, who was to be slain in the Battle of Stamford Bridge on the 25th of September. His death is now regarded as marking the end of the Viking Age. That's why. Okay. Uh, but just who was this guy and his failed invasion of England has been overshadowed by William the Conqueror. We're going to kind of talk about that. So Hardrada, uh, his name is translated as hard ruler or tyrannical or simply resolute, depending on how you want to think of him, uh, was involved in bloody power struggles from an early age. While still a teenager, Harold Harold Hardrada uh, joined forces forces with his half-brother, Olaf II of Norway, who had been toppled and exiled by Knut the Great of Denmark. I read that wrong. Yes, you did. Uh, the half-siblings fought, uh, uh, fought to regain the throne uh, for Olaf at the Battle of 
Where's uh, this is where Ichabod comes in to nail these names wait, for wait, wait, it? Because I would have said like Sticklestad. Sk- oh, I would have said Skittleson. No, <laughs> Sticklestad. Uh, in 1030, <laughs> where Olaf himself was killed, Harold uh, was injured but managed to go on the run, uh, feeling rather sorry for himself. This is from him. From corpse to corpse, I crawl and creep now, worthless, he wrote. Who knows how highly I'll be heralded one day. Um, he, he, he was okay. <laughs> we're talking about him, so, you know, he's all right. I guess. I mean, if we're going to talk about someone, might as well talk about him. Right, right. And all his great scenes. So it was the start of a new life as a wandering adventurer and warrior. He wound up in the, oh my gosh, we do need... Byzantine. Thank you. I was going to say, we need him here so bad for these. The Byzantine <laughs> capital of... Kes- Constantinople. Kes- oh my gosh. Constantinople. Constantinople. Istanbul. Okay. Once Constantinople. Which was, was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Blair, what's up? <laughs> Anyhow, where was I? Um, Constantinople. Constantinople, which was the Rome, Paris, London, or New York of its time. As a sprawling, bustling, cosmopolitan, oh, cosmopolitan metropolis. Oh, there's too many big words for me to say in one sentence there. So it was a bustling cosmopol- cosmopolitan metropolis of a wealth and intrigue. Do that. Yeah, you're, no, you're good. <laughs> um, here, Harold joined the... Varangian Guard, right? Varangian. Varangian Guard. Yes. An elite class of largely Norse fighters who protected the Byzantine. Yep. Oh, I got that one yep, right. Yep, yep, got, got it. it right. Every so often I actually do say some of these <laughs> words right. You guys got to bear with me. I should start bringing out my accent a little bit more so I can get a little bit more sympathy with right. people. Right. You can panic Spanish? Yeah, I can panic okay. Spanish. Okay, perfect, perfect. Like, oh, she just has an accent. She doesn't know how to say the words. Then it helps. They attacked with reckless rage and neither cared about losing blood nor their wounds. A contemporary source tells us. So, I mean, these were tough guys. I mm-hmm. like them. We've talked about these guards before, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we did a whole, yeah, we did. I believe we did a two-part episode on them. I think so, yeah. yeah I they're they're, they're yeah. pretty dope. They're pretty dope guys. Yeah. I really like them. So, Harold distinguished himself in the very... Um, Beringian? Beringian card. <laughs> Even though... You just... We, uh, just point at us. Just, you. I know. I need to, like, <laughs> you. You guys usually see the panic on my face when I have to, like, squint. To the <laughs> Anyhow, he, dis- he dis- distinguished himself in the guard, seeing action against pirates on the Mediterranean, and perhaps battling Arab forces as far east as Mesopotamia. Read some words. <laughs> <laughs> the region encompasses um, the likes of Iraq and Syria. From Mac- <clears throat> excuse me, Frank Millen, author of um, 1066, the year of three battles, sums up Harold's colorful, um, colorful reputation, describing him as forceful, self-willed, determined, courageous, far-sighted. He had a talent for war. Um, war attractive was attractive. Oh, was whatever words I want. Was attractive to women, but was also ferocious, disciplinary. So like he was mean to women. Mm-hmm. I, oh, that's just I mean, I mean everybody was. Sounds like he was Brad Pitt. Oh, like in most movies. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he was wildly ambitious and coldly ruthless, greedy, and 
Oh, you have to say that word. Avaracious. Avaracious. Do we get like a dictionary with these words or are just like, no? No, no. You just say them with confidence. With confidence. With the lust for loot and became legendary. And that's my confidence Perfect. right there. But I mean, great guy. Obviously, very well accomplished. I mean, look at this. Just Again, a I list. have what's, a list of great things. There's that newer movie with Sandra Bullock in it uh, that has uh, oh, Lost yeah. City. And Brad Pitt's like a Navy SEAL yoga instructor monk. <laughs> that's kind of, kind of Harold. Gotcha. That's Wait. that's the way I'm going to picture him from now on. He said Brad Pitt? Was Brad he Pitt. Channing Tatum in that movie? He was also in that movie. Oh, they're all in that movie? Yes. Oh, I know. I gotta go see that movie. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, his numerous military skirmishes made him, an incredib- made him incredibly rich with spoils of war. But Harold also fell out of favor with the aristocracy and was imprisoned for a period. Eventually released, he was part of a bloody revolt which, according to legend, culminated with Harold blinding the Byzantine Emperor Michael V. Oh my god. Harold by this point was supremely powerful and influential thanks to his aggressive reputation and sheer wealth. But his little fate lay back at home in his native Scandinavia, where Magnus, the son of his slain half-brother Olaf II, had been crowned king of Norway and Denmark. This may have been one of the reasons Harold began the journey homeward in 1045. Wait, do we know how he blinded that one guy, like the emperor? Or do, is it just... Oh. His sheer good looks blinded him. Oh, okay. Yes. 100% what happened. Uh-huh, yep, history never lies. <laughs> nope, just not even once. Walked in in like that bright light. And <laughs> although Harold originally launched an offensive against Magnus's forces in collaboration with Sven, of, Sven II of Denmark who had his own beef with Magnus, a compromise was made with Magnus, agreeing to let his uncle become the joint ruler of the country. It was an un... Co-kings! Yeah, co-kings. <laughs> it was an uneasy co-kingship, with en- which ended when Magnus died the following year, making Harold the one and only ruler of Norway. However, it would be his ambitions for England that would have such a massive consequence, what would have massive consequences for European history and Harold himself. If I was a... Uh... Ye old DJ, my name would be MC Co-Kingship. Oh, my God. <laughs> it'd be pretty, it'd be that pretty worked awesome. worked out for every uh, civilization. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm timeless. Suck it, Beethoven. <laughs> Thank you. Competition. That's who your competition is, is yeah. Beethoven? Yeah. Of all the people. Yeah, I easy. mean, okay, that's fair. Easy. Yeah. Well, so Harold's claim on the English throne had a, compl- had a complex origin. Years previ- previously, the previous Norse king of Denmark and England, Harthnut, son of King Canute, mm-hmm. had promised Magnus his kingdoms after his death. Although it had been Edward the, confess- or, yeah, the Confessor, not Magnus, who had actually taken over as king of England, Harold believed that Harthnut's promise still stood. That means he, as Magnus's successor, should be next in line after Edward. I mean, I can see where he sees that. Mm-hmm. You know. So when Edward died in 1066, the nobleman Harold Goodwinson took the fiercely const- um, consented crown. Encouraged by Harold's estranged brother, oh, Tostig? Tostig. Tostig. Godwinson. Tostig Godwinson. Harold mounted an audacious invasion in England with thousands of troops deployed on hundreds of Viking longships. At first, Harold and Tostig's forces enjoyed victorious against the English earls, 
they encountered. But the only they only, this only succeeded in rousing the righteous rage of King Harold, who until then had been more concerned about the imminent invasion of other major um, claimants than to the throne. So William, Duke of Normandy. And this is King Harold with H-A-R-O-L-D, not Harold, H-A-R-L-D, who we've been talking about. Yeah, two, so two, two different, different, two different so Harold. Harold and Harold. Um, so... Harold uh, rallied his forces and charged up the county to take the Norse invaders by surprise in a decisive confrontation that would be remembered as the Battle of Stamford Bridge, uh, which is funny because Stamford Bridge is the name of the uh, Chelsea football stadium. Oh, yeah. Stamford Bridge. Oh. Um, it's said that just before fighting commenced, uh, conciliatory King Harold offered Tostig his earldom back to lay down his arms. But when asked if he would offer Harada, King Harold allegedly replied, seven feet of English ground as he is taller than other men. So that's, that's what he was going to give him, a grave, because he was a little bit tall. <laughs> um, so the battle was a catastrophe for the Vikings. Tostig was killed, as was Harold, uh, who, according to legend, fought with the fury of a berserker. The surviving Norsemen were allowed safe passage home on far fewer longships than had arrived on England's shores. Harold's defeat heralded the end of an era in world history. Never again would the Vikings be a threat to British shores. Even more importantly, Harold's invasion indirectly helped William the Conqueror. If King Harold's forces hadn't been so fatigued by the desperate dash northward to battle against the Vikings, then they may have well been able to defeat William at the Battle of Hastings weeks later. This is why Harold Harada deserves to be remembered as more than just a formidable warlord and the last great Viking. His failed designs on England may well have altered the course of our history and the history of Europe. One, one funny thing, and I believe I brought this up before. Um, so William is from Normandy, and as we covered in the Viking raids on Paris, uh, the entire area of Normandy was the land ceded to the Vikings so they would stop raiding Paris. Yeah. Normandy was Northman land. The land, men of the north, that is... Where we got the name Normandy. That's where like, Normandy yeah. was. So technically, you had like original lineage Vikings still raiding and then you had a couple fourth, fifth generation Vikings in France. So technically... England as we know it started yeah. in 1066 with, with that battle. So technically they're all Vikings too. If you trace it back, they're yeah. French Vikings, which oh. would kill most English people I know. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> to tell them that they're just French Scandinavians. Not wrong though. My mother-in-law would <laughs> fall off a chair. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, now that's a topic for Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, sit down. Let me, let me explain something to you. A little chit-chat here. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's um, that's what we got for this one. I know it's, a, it's shorter. We usually try and go about 20 minutes. I'm sitting about 15 now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll get on recording this next episode for you guys, and we'll have that up uh, pretty soon. Get some um, good contact out there, yeah. Yes, and uh, again, feel free to contact us on the Facebook or Instagram. We're going to be more active on there and communicating with you what's going on. If we have delays in podcasts, so you'll be able to... Uh, you know, 
know what's going on because because yeah. we love you guys and, and i know we've been promising this one for a while but we are definitely going to do the viking cooking show because i think we can set yes. up something here in the backyard yes, for sure and that's gonna be great so, in costume in maybe costume. not in july though maybe oh, maybe on. we'll push that one to the fall so we can wear furs and not melt but anyway um blair thanks for hopping on and helping yeah, thanks us. for having me and uh there's one last thing that we always do at the end yep skull oh. Skull. There it is. Bye, guys. (laughs)